Welcome, you're listening to Get to the Point with Callie Kleeman. Thanks for joining me today for episode number 12 with Caroline Love. For my opener this week, I wanted to share a portion from a message of reflection from the School of American Ballet, which was sent after the attack on the Capitol building last week. After almost a year of uncertainty with social unrest and the pandemic, I, along with many others, are fatigued by the dismal times we are living in. I found this message inspirational and wanted to share. It reads, There is no doubt that the arts teach us many things. Through our participation in the artistic process, we learn to better understand ourselves and each other. We are pushed to grow through adversity, not be crumbled by it. We are asked to explore our own perspectives and to make space for the perspective of others. Through the arts, we learn to communicate even the most complicated of feelings in ways that are ethical, productive, and transformative. No matter the role you play in our school community, what we create at SAB is a space for growth and health. The letter continues by later saying thank you to our student body for the kindness and encouragement that you are showing to your friends. I share this today with you because I want that message of hope and understanding of each other to spread like wildfire. For it is better to spread hope than despair, to spread understanding rather than ignorance, and better to spread love than hate. So, let me welcome you to the podcast you listen to to make the most of your pre-pro journey. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Unica Dancewear. You probably know Tyella from the Disney Plus documentary On Point as a featured student in the Advanced Division, and you also probably saw her fabulous mother Martha as well. This talented and dynamic duo has created a brand that began as a hobby and has emerged as a budding new company, selling the most comfortable and versatile leg warmers I've ever had the pleasure of wearing. There's something so special about wearing a product that is made with love. Martha began making Tyella leg warmers with unique fabrics, different weights, materials, and prints, and it quickly attracted the attention of other dancers. The beauty of Unica Dancewear isn't just in the fashion or the great lines, comfort, and versatility. It's in the confidence you feel every time you put them on and walk into class. You just can't help but feel your best. Wear them, love them, and tell everyone you know that Unica is the brand you buy to feel radiant from your bedroom to the bar and everywhere in between. Visit them at unicadancewear.com. That's U-N-I-C-A dancewear.com. Follow them on their Insta and tag them in your posts. For only $35 a pair, they won't break the budget and you can match the color with your mood or season. Stay warm and buy Unica Dancewear. Before I welcome Caroline to the podcast, I want to apologize for our audio this week. Caroline sounds great, but the audio on my end is less than perfect. Thanks for your patience. Welcome, Caroline Love, to this week's episode of Get to the Point. I'm so excited to catch up with you and see how you're doing. Me too. It's so exciting to talk to you and catch up. Yeah. Okay, so we need to tell everyone how we first met. I mean, we both lived in Dallas, so once I started to take dance more seriously, I think I found you on social media and would see you at competitions, Mm -hmm. but I think the first time we took class together was at the summer intensive before I came to TDC. I think actually it was at Anilis Martin's masterclass. It was actually your, I'm just now remembering this, it was your birthday. What? Do you remember it was in May. It was your birthday. It was in Yellis Martin's master class. <laughs> Wait, what? I had this weird, I can't believe I remember this, of you coming in with your this pink, like, Kate Spade bag you had gotten for your birthday. <laughs> I did get that for my birthday. What birthday was that? It was, like, 14? That's so funny. Yeah. But 
that was, I came and that was like my first time ever stepping into the studio. I was so nervous. I, it was, I knew I was coming to TDC in the fall. So I was following them on social media and I saw them post about it. And I think my mom signed up because they always offer those to the public. A lot of outsiders always come. That's a really nice thing about TDC. They really do. And they bring in a ton of amazing artists. How did you begin dance? How did Caroline love? How did Courtney love <laughs> put you into dance? Courtney Love did put me into dance. Um, she put me in when I was three years old, like little kid. She always said, I have two older brothers. So she always said she could not wait to have a girl so she could dress her up in a tutu and send her to dance. She was never a dancer. So she, it, which is really funny. But I started at my local church because that's where she knew to send me. <laughs> and then from there, I went to a recreational studio and I was there for about three years. They had someone from the Joffrey Ballet come and teach a master class. And so that's when I first kind of the world of ballet like opened up. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to their summer intensive. That's in New York, that's fun, I'm gonna audition. And so I did and I went to New York for two weeks and it was there that I learned what a variation was, what the new ballets were. And then I came back to my mom and I was like, they're not teaching ballet right here. Like, this is not what it's supposed to be like. I always, I told them like, I love the studio, but I want to go focus more on ballet. So I left and I trained with Gerilyn and she trained me for a year. And then she ended up having to move the next year. And she was like, you need to go to TDC. That's when I moved to TDC. And that was in 2017. So yes. what did you realize that you wanted to strictly focus on ballet? Was that when you went to the Joffrey Summer Intensive? Um, I don't know if it was that I wanted to make it a career, but I did find that I discovered I loved ballet more than the other genres of dance. I like doing it more. So, and I wanted to do it in more detail and learn more about it. And so that's why I transitioned to another school. That's just, and, that's the great thing about summer intensives because you're surrounded by people that are doing exactly what you're doing. So you really see where you're at. Yes. And I was doing more point class and I also at this age, I think I was 12 years old and a lot of people are already competing. Like nowadays on Instagram, girls are doing so much at 12. I was not, I was late starting to this whole world. So when I started training with Gerilyn, it was back to the basics. Like I was actually learning the technique properly, which was so important. And with her, it was a lot of private lessons. I mean, I took group classes as well, but I got a lot of value out of that year before I came to TDC. Mm -hmm. really what great. was your initial draw to TDC? Yes, I watched first position. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And so we worked on it. And when I went to YGP, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, look at all these people. I was in Dallas too, which is already crazy competition. Yeah, Dallas is stressful. And TDC was there. And that's about the time Gerilyn told me that she was moving. So I was starting to look at other schools. And she was the original person who told me, I think you should go to TDC. And I was like, that's a big step up. 
But I then reached out to Jacqueline and that's, I took that master class in the summer and I just kind of went for it. Do you have to audition for TDC year round program? I auditioned for their summer program. I think Jacqueline and my mom had a phone conversation afterwards. And she was like, I want Caroline to do TDCA and told her more about that. And my mom told me, and then it was the whole discussion of, am I going to leave my school? I've been at since I was three years old and go do online school and train at TDC. So that also was a big factor of why I chose TDC because of the school program, because that was for my eighth grade year. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know TDCA, it's the Dallas Conservatory Academics, and it's a school at the dance studio, and there's a principal, there's a math tutor, you're surrounded by other kids. It's a group of kids that are all in different grades in one room doing their online school, Um, but it's different than doing your online school at home. I know I did that, and... You don't get much done at 12 when you're doing online school in your house. And so that was what was really cool about TDC academics. You had someone there monitoring you. It was like a normal classroom. It was. You always got your work done because someone was always checking up on you, but you also got to do it with peers. Yeah. And I think at the time when you and I were in it, it was very small. Yes. And then it was that next year. Yeah. Well, I I think it Yeah, I did. The first year that it happened, there were five people. It was me, Madison, and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. It started out really small, but that w- that's what was really awesome about TDCA. And then you could have your privates during the day and then do your night classes. So your parents would drop you off at like 9 a.m. and then pick you up at 9, 30, 10. Yes. You were there then, all day. But then you had all your schoolwork done. They were... If you didn't have a certain amount done, you maybe couldn't take one of the ballet classes and everyone wanted to take the ballet classes. So you got your work done so you could train because this is why you do this program. So then you got to go home at 9 a.m. and you didn't have any schoolwork to do. It got really bad when we all started doing competitions, though. It did. It was a bit it was a bit tricky. Uh for sure. I think at (laughs) one point I got down to like 70 overdue lessons. I remember it was when we did ADCIBC yeah. that it truly, because that was a week mm-hmm. that we were not even the same state. Not I mean, even school. I don't know if I even brought my laptop. <laughs> so that's like how many, how many lessons in one week alone. I mean, we could have been good and gotten ahead, but what's the fun in that? Yeah, and I've adjusted to it. I'm better at it now. Going back to going to TDC for the first year. You had done YGP the year before. You did Talisman Variation. I have bad memories. Mm -hmm. I still have the costume at home. I'm like, I need to put that in the closet and shut the door. That part, it was a really good part of my journey, but we're past. (laughs) (laughs) You have to put that in the closet and lock it away. So (laughs) what was your first year at TDC like? Well, it was my eighth grade year. So I originally convinced my parents to let me do the academic program alone for only one year to then audition to go to the performing arts high school. So that was my deal with them. I got one year. So in that year, I did a lot more ballet than I ever had. I did 
a bigger Nutcracker production. I did our YGP dances. I didn't go as a soloist for a variation, but I did compete a contemporary because I felt it was important to do another, like to give myself another chance being alone on stage because I'd only have had one experience prior to that. Um, and then it was that year that I started training with Miss Olga. Yeah. Oh, and it was, I, it was, yeah, my first year. Oh, okay. Wow. I started doing semi-privates in the day with three other dancers in the beginning of the year. And I was like, oh, I, I want to do this more often. I want to get on her private schedule. But when you're getting ready for YGP and there's dancers that train with her, it's tight. Like, I couldn't do it in the beginning of the year. So after, I would say in February, I started training with her privately. And that's when like the world of ballet, like totally opened up. And I was like, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. So it was back to the, like my private lessons with her were not variations. It wasn't point right away. We went back to the bar. Like I just had a full class with her, but we went back to the bar. Yeah. And it'd be two hour privates. But I think they were so important to do. And I'm so grateful for her for doing that. But I loved it. I would think it was. Well, you so, grew so much in one year. I mean, I don't. I'm very grateful for her because I look back at videos and photos now. And I'm like, wow. Just because you did start. You were like immersed into the ballet community later. You were 12 when you first did YGP and people are doing it when they're like eight now. Did you feel the pressure of like feeling behind? Um, I think I felt it more when I first arrived at TDC and it's a group of really talented dancers who take the craft very seriously. And when you're coming from more recreational studios, in studios that do more um, competitions that aren't ballet, it's a very different focus and the the drive is different. And so I felt like I was behind in the sense that all these girls knew what they wanted to do and that was ballet. And so I think after figuring out, I wanna do this too, it kind of switched my mentality and I was like, okay, I need to work like this. I need to start doing privates. I need to start pushing myself. Mm-hmm. And I think it just took, it took time, but being in that community with other dancers helped it, I think, go faster to get adjusted and figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. At what point did you realize I want to have a career in ballet? I think it would be when I went to Ellison. Yeah because I auditioned and I didn't think I was going to get in and I got in and I was like what Mm -hmm. so I think after I did got in and I went I was like I want to do this yeah well let's talk about Ellison I mean the audition it was Miss Olga taught the audition didn't she oh yes and this is actually funny the year before so the summer before I came to TDC I actually went to Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet. What? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. And that I should have mentioned was probably what helped me grow even more before you met me. Mm -hmm. Because when you met me, I was 
nowhere where I should be for my age, but before then was even worse. And I did five weeks of Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet and it was technique, technique, technique. Oh yeah. Did you have Marcia? I never had the opportunity. My level didn't, but I saw her and she observed classes, but I never got taught from her because it's a big program. There's lots and lots of levels. You know, people always talk very highly about CQIB. I mean, at SAB, there's so many CQIB alum. Like the teachers, <laughs> most of them have gone to CQIB in some point of their life. Do you think like that's one of the best summer intensives for a young child? Uh, 100%, absolutely. Yeah. I think it doesn't sound as exciting as going to New York City or San Francisco, but it is a summer where you can totally change how you dance, how you look at dance. I mean, it was three ballet classes a day. You could take up to three ballet classes a day, five weeks. So a lot can happen. And don't they have their own syllabus? They do. Yeah, I know teachers that go there to learn their syllabus and then take it back to their home studio. Going back to Ellison though, I sidetracked because the year I went to CPYB, I actually auditioned for Ellison. But I asked someone, I go, where should I audition for summer? Like what, and I did my research. What are the top schools? I auditioned for SAB, ABT, and Ellison. That was it. (laughs) And I got denied at all of them because, I mean, I hadn't even gone to CPYB. I hadn't gone to TDC. I was not the dancer that would probably be accepted to those summer intensives. But then one year after doing CPYB for a summer and TDC and working with Miss Olga, I then got accepted to Ellison the next year. I don't know if I auditioned for SAB that summer, but. Wow. I mean, that just goes to show how much you can grow in a year if you really are dedicated and focused. And to not look at that in, in a bad way. You know, I think for me, it's always really exciting for me to walk into a room and like have older people and people that are so much better than you because it shows you just how much you can grow and rise to their level. It's so important to be challenged. Absolutely. Ellison audition. It was so small. I think it was seriously, it was like me, you, Madison, Caroline, Mia Joe. And then maybe, maybe two other people. Maybe, but it was so small and we were in the smallest class or studio she didn't film it Uh because they have to I mean she has her say but they always have to send it back to Mr. Mr. to look at I remember that she filmed on like an iPad and I was like what is going on right now she had to keep changing the blinds because the light was coming (laughs) through (laughs) yes I remember that that year we all caught the apartment and went to Ellison. We got a really awesome, okay, the inside of the apartment was limited. The location, the location was amazing. Amazing. If anyone knows Lincoln Center area, we were so, I mean, where can I describe? Two blocks. Two blocks from Lincoln Center. We were really close to dig in which is mm-hmm. a all-time favorite restaurant. We, we were one block, like right behind the Juilliard and SAB dorms. I mean, we walked to SA or to 
Ellison classes every day, mm-hmm. which was so nice. I mean, the location was amazing. It was. How did we even find that? I have no idea. I remember once we all decided we were going, there was five of us that went. Mm-hmm. We would, before ballet class, go on Airbnb and be like, mom, what about this one? Mm-hmm. I don't know who ended up finding it, but it was great. It was one bathroom for six people. One bathroom. One sink. Getting ready in the morning. Oh, yeah. We all had to get, like, mirrors. We had a bunk bed. We did. It was, like, a queen bed on the bottom and then one twin on top. Yeah. I think someone at the end of Ellison, somehow the sink was already broken. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Did it crack? Yes. And she, like, charged all of us for a new sink. I, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There was already, like, a giant crack in it. And then it just, like, fell apart one day. I think, I think someone dropped, like, something so small. Like, a bobby pin container or something. And it broke. Like, a chunk of the sink cracked. After Ellison, how did you feel about that summer? Or during Ellison? It was a hard summer. Uh I mean, Ellison's a hard intensive. It's, I mean, it's fun. You're in New York, but it's about the training and it's very serious, which I hadn't really experienced that serious of dancing because beforehand I hadn't done a program as rigorous as Ellison, but I think I also got so much out of it and it was six weeks like of consistent dancing yeah and it was those six and my parents I had to convince after that summer that I didn't want to go to the performing arts school oh. that I wanted to stay at TDC Ellison it was you take with all of the Ellison girls that go you around yes so they are already super serious and dedicated they know what's happening and you are kind of just like put in and see how you do, you know? Exactly. It is really a testament to like how you're going to do at a year round program. I felt like it really prepared, even though I wasn't going for, I didn't end up going for two more years. Like that summer at Ellison prepared me for a year round program. Mm-hmm. It, you walk in the first day in two different placement classes and you're with, I don't know, a hundred other girls. Mm-hmm. and you go in and they it's a an audition once you're there yeah. to be placed and then each week you get a new teacher and you just have to show them all you have it's totally it's exactly what it is it prepares you the variation intensive was incredible I would recommend this to anyone I mean we had a girl in there that was going to she was an apprentice at Pennsylvania Ballet and she's now like 19 and a soloist or something crazy like that I was one of the youngest and you know it was an amazing experience we walked in and we just started learning all of these variations and then they would have us do them one by one like I know right away I was in the younger level mm-hmm. of the variations intensive and I was very scared in the beginning because you know you're going to have to do it one by one. But that experience was so good for me. 
And I bet you can say the same, getting out there and doing it by yourself and being getting that private attention from the teacher that's coaching you and doing really difficult variations in two weeks, learn three. Yeah. And also just being in front of your peers and having the courage and the bravery to do it in front of them, even though you learned it five minutes before was something that was really important for me to learn. I was, I'm always a little bit more timid when it comes to, or was more, um, when it came to stuff doing one by one. I remember when we would learn the variation, we have this long line of kids just like getting ready to keep going. And I would try and go to the end of the line. And I had a friend and she was like, Kelly, like, why do you, why do you do this to yourself? You're putting so much pressure on yourself and waiting all of this time. And I was like, you know, you're right. And she was the person that always went first. And I was like, can I go first this time, one time? And she's like, go for it. And honestly, that changed like everything about me. Like even now I will go in the first group, just go for it. And I think that is a really important lesson to learn anywhere. And I'm grateful that I learned that at Ellison. Absolutely. I like, I'm a person that likes to go in the first group if I can, because I feel like it's a challenge knowing the combination. Yeah. Like getting all the corrections the first time, and then you can go work them on, on them on the side. But also I'm that person that's like, I want to get it over with and go one of the first few, but I don't want to be the first person. But I think that's something you always work for. And it's very good to learn. Yeah, true. And also it's so good for company life. Like if they ask you to do a role, you say yes. You don't say no. You say yes and hope for the best and get your stuff together. That happened with someone on Saturday. Mm. Someone's injured in my variation for my performance and she got pulled in and she's doing it this weekend. Yeah. I mean, you say yes, you do not say no, because that's a wonderful opportunity. And that's something that Allison taught. But yeah. Yes. So after Ellison, you had the decision, am I going to go to Booker T or am I not? Yes. I, inside my heart, knew that I wanted to stay at TDCA because if I, I had decided I wanted to do ballet and I knew if I wanted to do that, I still had a lot of work to do. And I think Booker T is a really amazing school it is really well known. All these kids go to really amazing places after they finish the four-year program. But I knew I wanted to strictly focus my time and my energy on my ballet training. So that's what made me decide I wanted to stay and not go. But it was more of me convincing my parents that I want to do online school for high school. Yeah, it's a hard decision. I myself went through the process of like, do I go to Booker T? Do I stay and continue to go online school? I think at that point in my life, I had already been at TDC for four years. Mm-hmm. Four years. Yeah, four years. And I had left public school. And you do, there are aspects that you miss, just the social life of it all, like having friends outside of your dance studio was something that I was really kind of longing for a bit and so when I did and also the group at TDC like we were all 14 auditioning for Booker T and a lot of those girls were going to go to Booker T and there was a part of me that was like I really want 
to go with my friends and go have a high school experience. But I did think, I do think that I had to really learn for myself, like, is this something that I want? Is it, do I want this at 14 because I want to have more of a social life? Mm-hmm. That's really challenging when you're 14 years old, especially in ballet. You have to think about your long, long-term goals. I don't think many 14-year-olds are going to be like, oh, but if I do this, it could have serious consequences when I'm older. No, but like in the ballet world, you really do have to think about that. Am I going to go to Booker T or do I need to continue my training? Because is this something I want to do? Do I want to go into a company? Like you have you have to decide that for yourself when you're so much younger. And I think for me, because I did start late, mm-hmm. seriously taking ballet, I always thought I'm going to go to Booker T in high school. My parents knew that. My friends knew that. It was always the case. But because I also stayed at my school until eighth grade, I had a little more middle school social life experience than I think most of people today that go to online school have. So I was, it was more okay for me to miss that social aspect. And my brother still went to the school and I wasn't as worried about that because I also made a really good group of friends at TDC. Yeah. No, but I also see both sides. So it was kind of convincing people, no, I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. I think there's something that is really unique with every single person that has a passion for um, ballet is that we know what we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know that this is something that you want to do for the rest of your life. It, it's, you have to be very dedicated mm-hmm. starting at a young age yeah. to know you're going to give up certain things. But... Mm-hmm look what you're going to gain. Yeah, that's what it is. You really have to look at how many years down the line and what your future is going to look like. And it's, it's, I mean, it's so hard. And of course you have parents and mm-hmm. it's an ongoing process. <laughs> I will say though, like when people put their opinion in, it's helpful. But sometimes when you have all of these people talking to you, like this is going to be your path and this is going to be your path. It's like, what is my path? I need to figure that out for myself. What do I want as a 14-year-old right now? Absolutely. (laughs) It's that hard balance between what do I want at 14, but what am I going to want at 18 or 16 or 20? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're always looking ahead, which is hard, but important. So you decided to go TDC one more year, or was was it two more years after that? I ended up doing it two more years. So this next year, I was like, I'm going to do a YGP variation. So I did. I worked on that. I had a contemporary piece as well. I did Nutcracker again. It was, I felt more comfortable this year. I felt more comfortable not only being around all these really talented dancers, but just more with myself and where my head technique had gotten, even though I still had a lot more work to do. I was like, I can stand in front in class. Yeah. Like I can stand here at bar. I felt really good about where I was and what I was doing and why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. So it was just another year. I was, it was 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. I think I was 14 years old I turned 14 that year yeah that was where we did ADC and then that was the year we did ADC yeah yes 
what was your experience like at ADC? I absolutely loved ADC. I didn't know much about it until I got there. I mean, I knew the process. I knew that we would take classes. We would be judged in classes, but it was really, I figured it out each day I was there. Yeah. But I really appreciated their whole missions <laughs> through the whole competition yeah. um, watching you the whole time, not just the two minutes you're on stage. Yeah, I like that too. You get judged in class as well. We've, I've talked about this in my podcast a little bit, but ADC is really nice because you take class and you get a score from there. So really throughout the whole competition, you kind of know where you stand in your group of peers that you're competing with. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm just now remembering this. I did a paw that year as well with Griffin. Yes. You did not compete that at ADC. I did not. I did it at YGP Dallas. Yeah. No, Tulsa, Dallas. No. No. Yeah, it was, it was Tulsa. It was Tulsa. It was Tulsa. Well, I did the Sleeping Paul? Beauty Paw. You're too deep. And I, I love paw work. You do. And yeah. I really do. And I knew that's something I wanted to work on more, especially after doing Ellison, because I did more partnering than I ever had. So I worked with Griffin starting in October. Ellison has like amazing partnering. Really good partnering. All the boys there are so talented. Yes. And each girl has a partner and you're with that person all of the five weeks. I think I learned Swan Lake. Yeah, you learned an actual paw. I was in my level. We were just still doing combinations and little like excerpts from paws. I got so much out of it that I was like, I want to continue doing this next year. It's hard to get boys at studios. It's hard to put together a paw class if you're not at a professional program. Mm -hmm. But I was very thankful for 6-6 Griffin. So we did the Sleeping Beauty paw together. And like, I'd have to put my head on his shoulder. It wouldn't reach. (laughs) And you're taller, especially with your pointies on. Yes, with my point shoes on. I think I'm five six and a half mm-hmm. without my point shoes. Yeah. So that yeah. is better. And I, I appreciate the tall partner. Yeah. That's my room. <laughs> See, I I mean I don't I'm not really picky because I'm shorter. So mm-hmm. I, I actually think it's harder for a taller guy to probably partner me because they have to bend down further. Oh, I'm sure it's harder for him. It was harder for him to partner me too. What was but, that experience like working with Griffin and competing a paw at YGB? Um, we didn't do the coda. We just did the adagio, but it was tough. Mm-hmm. Paw is hard and doing an actual paw from a ballet is different than taking paw class and doing exercises. Um, but I think it helped me grow as a dancer yeah. more so than just technique class in a variation, mm-hmm. like getting on stage, my nerves for that were through the roof mm-hmm. or anything else. But I loved the connection of having someone on stage dancing with you. Yeah. It's really it no better feeling. Like I always say, if I could only do like one piece of any ballet, it'd be a paw. 
Like I'd rather dance with someone else on stage than myself, not just because of nerves or anything. I just like the connection. Yeah. And it's like that person knows what you're going through. So you're sharing that together. Mm-hmm. And that's something really incredible. It is. Yeah. And then where did everything go from there? That summer I did, I did the first two weeks of Ellison because our teacher, Miss Olga, teaches there. And I knew she wasn't going to be home for those two weeks. And I was planning on going to San Francisco Valley Summer Intensive starting in July. So Caroline and I, my friend Caroline, we went to the first two weeks of Allison, flew across the country, and then did four weeks of San Francisco Valley. And that's an also really rigorous program. Yeah. What's that like? Um, so it's a bit different. You live in a dorm, unlike Allison, where you're responsible for finding your own housing, or you can live in their, they provide a place, but it's not a dorm. It was like a hotel. This was a dorm. We danced Monday through Saturday. We had all classes you'd normally have at a summer intensive But I felt like when I went to San Francisco, everyone was so good that was around me. I was surrounded by, I was like, wow, I don't know if I should be here yet. But I really love their program. And I also really love their training. Because you have some more, it's not strictly Vaganova, like I had been doing and I had been training. What was that like after San Francisco going back to TDC that year? It was after that summer that I was like, I want to go away next year. I want one more year, but I want to use this year to figure out where I'm going and where I belong. I need to do my research. I need to audition. And I told Miss Olga that. I told the studio that. I, that's the biggest thing I got out of that program. I would love to chat about auditions because I think trying to find a year-round program is very challenging. Yes. (laughs) That year is so stressful. You audition literally everywhere. You send in your stuff everywhere. You're doing competitions. You're getting ready for YGP. I think that's the busiest. But mine was amongst covid Talk about that. I mean, wow. You had to do this all within a global pandemic. And if you think about it, auditions don't start till spring, January earliest. Yeah. So I did YGP Dallas and I got like the slips they put, like they're interested in you. Oh, yeah. So on your score sheet, they like staple a a little form from a school that's it's like, like reach out to us at this email we want to consider you for our program yes that's what it says and it can be on your contemporary your paw your variation and I actually performed a Giselle paw the Giselle paw that year as well so I got a slip from Christopher Sellers from Bally West at YGP Dallas so I reached out and I we kept going back and forth and while we were going back and forth, I competed in Denver to okay. do my variations again. And there, Adam Skloot, the artistic director of Ballet West, gave me the same slip on my variation. Okay. So then I was like, oh, 
I feel like this, I'm drawn to this, to Valley West. I've gotten two slips from them. I love their company. I need to make sure I go see them this spring. So I had scheduled before ADC IVC was supposed to happen. I had scheduled a short-term visit and right before COVID happened. Oh, so I was still supposed to do my short term and then I was supposed to go to ADC IBC and compete. And that's what's so great about ADC IBC is all of the opportunities that come from that competition as well, because it's like a finals in one. Mm-hmm. So I was also really re- not relying, but I was excited for what would come from that. But that was canceled or was taken online. So I kept going back and forth um, over email and they finally sent out a date and they said, you can come do our in-person audition in June. Mm-hmm. And I had a commitment. I had also been accepted into another program and I had a date I had to let them know. And so I emailed back and I was like, this audition is after the day I have to tell another program. I'm so sorry. I was really looking forward to auditioning. I hope we, our paths cross in the future. Thank you so much. And I was devastated. So basically you were saying, I'm going to go with this other program. I, I had to, because I had to give an answer, answer and I didn't want to be stuck without somewhere else to go. So... And then maybe like three days later, I get a response. They're like, we would like you to send in a video audition. Okay. So in COVID, I got a a key to the studio. I went in and I filmed my video audition myself, took a tripod and I hit play and I'd run to the bar and I'd set up and I did bar and center. And I sent my variations and my paw. And then about a week later, I found out I had gotten accepted. Wow. Okay. For people filming audition videos this year, did you just film on your phone? I did. I got this tripod off of Amazon. That was really, or maybe Best Buy. I bet you can get one off of Amazon. That was really cheap. And I would set up the camera angle and I'd kind of run back and forth, even take photos just to know, oh, I like how this looks. So if I got a good shot, I wouldn't have to redo it because I didn't like the angle. And then I hit record, I'd run, and then I'd play the music. I mean, someone can help you with it, but I did this all on my own. Yeah. And then I split and cut and put together. I've done it already this year, too, for summer programs. So back to Valley West. You said that you were accepted and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yes, I immediately responded. I'd love to attend everything. I let the other program know that I was not accepting. Then I had the summer to prepare myself. What summer program did you do? I ended up not doing one because I hadn't officially decided where I was going to go before COVID happened. So I was kind of just waiting to see even if programs were going to happen at all. And when I got back in the studio in June... I actually injured myself my first week back in the studio from dancing at home. I had a sartorius muscle I strained, and then I had a slight avulsion tear in my hip. Oh my gosh. 
And I went to the doctor and they're like, you're out six weeks. Thankfully with PT Pilates with Jennifer Milner, I cut that in half safely. Like I did not rush my body. I listened to my body. And he told me my doctor, now this is just the guideline we give everyone. So if you're feeling better halfway through and you know you can dance, like come see me then, we'll talk about it. So thankfully it was only three weeks, but I spent the rest of the summer just recovering and getting my body ready and back in shape to go away for the year. So I'm really actually grateful I didn't agree to go to a summer intensive. Everything happens for a reason because I needed that little extra time at home yeah. to get myself ready. And sometimes it's just nice to be at home with your teachers, the people that know you. And I always thought that in the back of my head too, before COVID even happened, that I would, and I had done a summer intensive for the past three summers, that I would enjoy staying at home and working privately for like two more months before I went away to a school that you don't do that as much anymore. I was so used to working one-on-one and I was about to go to a place where you don't, that's not your only class is a private. So after summer, what was that whole experience like moving to Salt Lake and getting an apartment, getting a roommate for the first time, being on your own? Um, so my roommate and I, we have this uh, group channel with Valley West and everyone was figuring out roommates, but a lot of people don't get accepted into the summer to the year round program until they go to the summer intensive. So a lot of people don't know they're accepted until late July, like SAB, for example. But my roommate, Michaela, already knew. And so she was one of the first people. We're like, let's lock this down. Like, I'm going to get this as she's going to be my roommate. We're going to find an apartment. So we agreed to live with each other. We found an apartment, signed a lease, started buying furniture, and then I moved in August. Wow. What advice would you give someone moving to a year-round program? It is drastically different. It is. It's different, but I was so excited for it, and I felt so ready. So I think when you get to that point and you know you're ready, you're nervous, but you have to look forward again to what is going to come from it and all the people you're going to meet and all the training you're going to get. I didn't even imagine it would be... I'd be this happy Mm -hmm. at a program. So just take my word for it. Like you're going to have the best time. I like fell in love with ballet more once I came here. No, I, same with me. I went to SAB and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do this rest of my life. And people, I had been dancing with about maybe like five people in my class every day. Yeah. back home and I come here and I'm surrounded by like 16 dancers every day mm-hmm. that love to do what I do work hard and you're always pushing and motivating each other yeah it's an incredible environment that isn't everywhere mm-hmm. so it's something to look forward to yeah seriously and it's just life-changing you're you're in a room at home with people that want to do ballet, but then you go to this next level 
And it's like, these are your people. These are your people that want to do ballet. No, scratch that. They don't even want to do ballet. It's literally like, we have to do ballet to survive. Exactly. It's seriously. Why, why would someone move away from their families to do something they weren't excited or happy or inspired by? Yeah. I mean, all of these people are like-minded and passionate and driven and want to do the same thing that you want to do. And you're finally surrounded by, all I can say is like your people, you find your best friends. It's the best feeling. Yeah. It makes so much better. And enjoyable. And it, it's just fun. It's so fun. Like ballet, it can be fun. It should be fun. Yeah. It's hard work, but it should be fun. How is this year for you? Like just incredible and amazing. Yes. I, I don't think I've been this happy in a really long time. I don't think I've danced this much or been introduced to so many different teachers, choreographers, pieces, technique. I just feel like the wealth of information mm-hmm. is not overwhelming, but it's so nice to be able to see a little bit of everything, not just what you're used to back home. What is the training style there? Everyone thinks it's balance. I've heard some people say like, oh, Carolyn, you're going to do more balancing. It's not. It's classical. It's not Vaganova. It's not Royal Ballet. It's not balancing. However, we do do, we're learning Western Symphony right now. So we do learn balancing works, but there isn't, it's not one or the other. It's classical. Yeah. Do you think you get a variety of like different styles though? Um, I do, especially some teachers come from different backgrounds. So their classwork might be a little more influenced. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had some teachers that were at School of American Ballet or Cincinnati Ballet, Pennsylvania Ballet, some who were straight from Ballet West Company. Mm -hmm. Um, So you get a little bit of everything, but everyone's teaching classical. But you're exposed to it and you learn about it. That's nice. What are what are the performance opportunities like? Um, so I'm very grateful so far this year. We have gotten to perform once already and we're actually performing this weekend. I think in the past there would have been one more performance we would have had, but that's pushed to the spring. But we usually participate in Ballet West Nutcracker which was supposed to happen and it didn't get canceled until about three weeks until opening night. And that was due to the county closing the theater. No one could perform in county theaters and that's still the rule now. So we as the Academy of Ballet West had to find another venue, but because Nutcracker is such a big production, Mm -hmm. there wasn't enough time to find somewhere else. They did perform. The company did perform in October. Mm-hmm. So I did get to see that, which is incredible. Everyone was socially distanced. Wow. The same thing's happening with us this upcoming weekend. We are wearing our masks. You wear your masks on stage? We do. And the company did as well. Wow. And you can be a partner if you're a household couple or live together. Wow. So the safety guidelines here are strict but they're keeping us dancing and performing yeah, really so I'm 
really grateful for that and the standards they've set mm-hmm. for us to work at. Yeah, I mean, it's so nice for to be able to perform right now or and better yet, just be in person, in the room, surrounded by people. Mm-hmm. I'm missing that right now. Before Nutcracker, the company was rehearsing for that October show they did. So we even got to see the company members walking through the hallways. Not so much anymore, just because they're on leave for a little bit. I think they're slowly starting to come back. But even just seeing the people you inspire to be like walking the halls, yeah. we're lucky. That- That's so nice. Um, I did want to talk to you about your photo shoots with Rachel Neville. What was that experience like? Oh, yes. So I did do a Rachel Neville photo shoot. It was a incredible experience. I would recommend it to everyone. It was so positive. Had She is so amazing to work with. I got some really incredible pictures out of it. I'm not the biggest person to post on social media. It's something I always have to work on. Um, but I did her photo shoot for audition photos. And then I also got some extra ones as well. And she is so good at what she does. Doesn't she have like a makeup team and like a whole line of photos? She does. She said in her original email, like bring all your leotards. Like I want to see options. And when I say I brought like almost all my leotards, I think I, brought like an extra suitcase with me to New York and I brought them and she took them all out and she lined them in rainbow order like all whites together all pinks together and she was like no not this one someone shot with this a month ago and we didn't like how it turned out or I see this one too much oh this would look good on your body type and she went through like helps you decide what leotards look best on you. And she like picked out some, she's like, let's do this. And then I also brought my tutu from home, practice tutu, and then some like fun pants and long dresses. And she was the one like, let's start with this. And she, her creativity with the whole shop. I didn't do a creative shoot. You can do like an audition shoot or you can do one that's where she does like the crazy backgrounds mm-hmm. and colors and props. I didn't do that because I wanted nice, like I wanted my best photo and everything. But on top of that, I still got some really great images. Wow. Yeah, her stuff is gorgeous. I would love to do it again. Yeah. Once things die down a bit. We really need Miss Rona to go away for good. It's about time. <laughs> Who do you look up to and watch for inspiration? I would have to say first off would just be the dancers of the of Ballet West Company because I have like peeked and watched them in class and rehearsal like Beck Hansisk, mm-hmm. um, Allison DeBona, all of them, and even male like Chase. Um, but I also like I'm I am in awe of Marianella Nunez. Like, I can watch her videos for hours. Like, she can do everything. So. You know, she's, like, really tiny. Like, how small? She doesn't She doesn't perform like she's tiny. Oh. Have you seen her do Gamzati on yes. YouTube? I saw it, and I was like, wow, game changer. Her, but she can do everything, and 
like the control she has of her facility, like from Gamzati to Kitri, the Black Swan to Giselle, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's a variety. (laughs) And then she inspires me, like I, to dance like her, but then I'm so inspired by the people that have gotten me to where I am. And all like, like Jennifer Milner, who I work with, I've worked with for more than four years now. Yeah. Well, okay, let's take a pause and talk about her amazingness. Seriously. Like, what do we even characterize her as? Like, literally someone that saves my body every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I started working with her before I came to TDC. Mm-hmm. And we started with, like, every, uh, like, a, two sessions a month. And then I moved to two sessions a week before I was coming. I left. And we work every week on Zoom. And not only do I work with her, like, on Pilates and on keeping my body in check, I, like, we talk back and forth, like, a soundboard. Like, she's, like, we always go through, what's my next step? Yeah. What, how am I going to do, what am I going to do about this? She throws up the next thing I need to be thinking about sometimes. Yeah, she's amazing. She really will get your body back in check. After, even if, like, you're not even injured, she will, like, walk in for the first session, and she'll, like, balance with your eyes closed. Yes. And she'll, like, oh, you had trouble with your turns this week. And I'm, like, yes, I did. How did you know? Mm-hmm. He's crazy. Like, amazing. She'll be, like, are you, is your back sore? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is. What do you guys work on over Zoom? I mean, everything, I mean, we don't, I don't have a reformer here. I'm actually, we're in the process of trying to find a place that I can go rent because I know how to work the machine because I've been doing it with her for a while, but we do everything. She always asks me what I want to work on each session, but I'm like, it's all you. Yeah. You take where you want to go. But unless if something's not bothering me or we need to check up on something, she usually just takes it wherever. Yeah, but I do. I love working over Zoom, but I do miss working on the reformer. Yeah, the reformer work is like my favorite with her. It's really nice. Yeah, she really. All of those exercises are so targeted to everything that you need to work on. And it's just one machine, but it can target so many different places. Is which what is so cool about it? Yeah. Along your journey, what events or actions led to your greatest personal growth, both emotionally and physically? It's a hard question. I would have to say, I think a lot of people could answer this the same right now, would be being a dancer amongst a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go from dancing in your whatever room it was. Mine was my dad's office. Yeah. Hopefully back now a little bit in the studio. But I think specifically because I was really aiming to be at a year-round program, mm-hmm. it was tough. And I was really stressed about if that was going to happen or not. Because there was a point when I didn't think it was. But now looking back, I'm here in Salt Lake City and I've never been happier. But I'm so grateful for that moment because I've learned so much from it. And trust the path. Everyone's journey is different. But you got to trust where it's going to take you. It might be different than someone else's. It might go off a little bit, but I'm really grateful 
where I am now and I wouldn't change anything. I mean, I've started late. I always, I'm like, oh, but what if my mom put me, took me to TDC when I was age 10? Like what would my journey be like then? But no, I'm happy where I am. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. I think that's important for everyone. Just to acknowledge that this path that you're on right now is okay. Like you're, you're doing good. Like I wish we all just could realize you hear it from other people, but I think you have to really take it for yourself. Like you're okay. You're doing good. You're all right. Mm-hmm. You're on the right path, you know. And be nice to yourself too. Yes. Everyone be nice to yourself. I catch myself and I'm like, wow, Callie, you just did not do good in class today. But I'm like, it's okay. I have tomorrow. All I have and to like, do is better than today. Exactly. And like, especially me, I struggle with looking at videos or photos and nitpicking myself and be like, no, I can't post that or I can do that better. But then you look back how far you've come and you're like, oh, it doesn't have to be perfect. No one's perfect. Yeah. So it's okay, but don't be hard on yourself because the next day is going to be a great day. Yeah. And these challenges that we're faced with, these are the challenges that make us grow as people, as dancers, as artists. I mean, these are the challenges that are impacting our everyday lives, you know, and they're making, they're better, we're better for it, you know, mm-hmm. we're better people because of these challenges that we face. And take it one day at a time. Yeah. You, you can't see the future, but you have to trust. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. I think that's a great end. I mean, Trust the path, everyone. Seriously. I would have never thought I'd be here. You talked to me three years ago. Wow. I know. It's crazy that we're in different, we're literally across the country now. I know. But that's what's so sweet about it. We really did grow up together. And now we're- I feel like we spent like the hardest years together. For sure. But then we can come back and be like, how are you? Oh my God. Like, it's just it's, so fun to have someone that is in the same position as you. But then you learn about how it's different where each person is and their experience. And then you get to learn a little more. Exactly. I just want to thank Caroline Love for helping us get to the point so you can decide what comes next for you. So please tell your friends and subscribe below and wherever you get your podcasts. You will also want to follow the podcast Instagram account, get to the point underscore podcast, so you can stay updated and send any questions you have. You can even request guests or send me ideas. I'm here for you and we're in this together. I'm Callie Kleeman and you've been listening to Get to the Point Podcast. See you all next week. Bye guys.